Well, hello, ladies and gents. You're with Adrianosaurus, the coach of Living Tavita Loca. And that's it. That's it for Supercoach this year. Um, the final round has, has just completed. Um, you know, I guess, in a way, a little bit melodramatic, you know, for, for, for a lot of teams because, you know, going into the round, we're all short on numbers and, and blah, blah, blah. But there's been some good things that have happened in the round as well. I mean, uh, Tommy Turbo, I mean, what do you say? He just strolls on out and breaks his own record. You know, like, that's how bloody good he is. <laughs> you had your fears that Tommy Turbo might get rested, you know, late if their position was already sort of set up, I guess, and, um, you know, you're worried that he might be taken off for an old early shower, but fucking hell, he went out and just absolutely ripped heads and had one hell of a game, you know, and, um, you know, Turbo and his year, he's going to finish with a, 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 the overall highest scorer, total points in 15 games, he's going to win the Dally M, you know, he's going to be absolutely cost a mozza next year, but, He's revolutionized, you know, the what's possible in Supercoach um, with, you know, the way that the new game is. It suits him absolutely perfectly. Um, look, you know, when when the rule changes came with the six agains, and even this year now that they're doing it in the ruck, the speed of the game was up. And um, you kind of always figured that someone like Tommy Turbo would be amazing. You just didn't know how, how bloody amazing he'd be. Um, and you know it's a rule you, you got the other end of the scale where someone who you thought that would be equally as carving you know the the opposition up in this new style of NRL that we have is Ponger and he's had an absolute bloody barrier for a year and I was listening to the All-Stars podcast last week and Barnsley was saying you know averages of um, particularly backs this year are up um, you know in percent, you know, considerably on prior years, and um, you know, we've seen you know your Garricks and your Tors and you know beneficiaries of of this new faster game and stuff, and just the ceilings of players, and you know, Ponga, he he should be absolutely hundred, you know, averaging over a hundred, you know, in today's game, and he's had probably one of his worst years, I reckon, you know, since he's come into the um into the NRL, you know, someone like. Cook, for instance, we thought, you know, just with his speed out of dummy half and in tired rucks and things would have a wow of a year. Um, look, he, he had a bit of a resurgence sort of late in the year, but he just started, you know, and the runs were way down. Um, he, he, you know, he doesn't kick the ball or anything like that. Maybe he doesn't even, he's not even really needed, I guess, to do it. But, um, you know, you just figured that Cook would be someone who would absolutely run rampant in today's you know, new NRL, you know, with the speed, Peter Volandi's, you know, rugby league, but, you know, he, he, it doesn't seem to have suited everyone who you thought it would suit. Um, look, the final round, you know, I, I went in with 13, but look, let's start off with last week. Um, last week, you know, I, uh, you know, I, I figured that I'd probably be, you know, par or maybe a smidge above par. I went up 50, 56 spots. I went to 1,015. So yes, I'm on the cusp of getting the old drumstick <laughs> keyring being, you know, top 1,011. And I would have liked to have cracked into the top 1,000. But Team List Tuesday was not kind to me. I ran into this week with 13 players. Um, you know, there was a little rallying there with doubt over Sean Lane that we'd get IPAP. Um, you know, that's obviously no advantage to everyone because we all have IPAP. But, you know, going into head-to-heads and stuff against people with 17... Um, you know, if I could have got up to 14, it would have been even better, you know, so, um, you know, I wasn't expecting much this week, and, and my hope was 
simply just with the, th- the 13 that I have, that if I can squeeze out par, um, you know, maybe I go up those four spots. Um, everything can go perfect for me in the round, but uh, as it stands now, um, let's have a look. I think I'm on 1,272, um, and I don't think there's many more. Just today's games really to sort of update. Um, you know, real disappointing to the Tigers in that last game. I mean, I only had Bloor, and he got that... F- what a bogus 10 in the bin that is. You know, penalty, maybe. You can put it on report if you think it's that late, but it wasn't high. And no surprise that you got a bloody idiot Sutton refereeing a game and the bunker interfering, you know, to finish off the year with a stupid sin bin. Um, 12.72. Um... You know, I've, I'm going to lose all three of my grand finals, um, which was no surprise. Going into it with 13, you're not going to expect that you're going to win any of those grand finals. You know, I'm going to go down as in the decider of all of them. So no GFs for me this year in head-to-head. Um, you know, we will discuss, you know, the game itself, you know, to finish off. You know, it's my sort of grand finale show and wrap-up of the round that was. Um, and we'll talk a few things about the game, but look, you know, um, I've never not enjoyed a final round more than this year. I just didn't enjoy it at all. Going in with 13 is, is ridiculous. And, you know, you've had such a great year to start the year and it gets, you know, there was, you know, the resting that we, we saw in this last round was more than we've ever had before. And it, and it, look, it did catch some people off guard and yeah, the people who, you know, you can only maximum have two trades, you know, so if you were down four players or five players, like a lot of us were that were out, you know, and you, you, your depth is either tested or you just, the amount of people that I know that didn't go in with 17 this week, you know, uh, is, is nearly everyone I spoke to, you know, sure enough, in the old Turbos Hammies Cup, I was up against someone who had 17, you know, the spy, and look, he has had a, a wonderful year, you know, he's going to finish top 100, you know, or, or top 25, maybe even, I think he's got a 1551 in there so you know there's it did avoid some people you know they might have just had the luck of not having as many people out um and they also had you know the the right kind of depth you know in a way but um you know who thinks that someone like braley is going to get rested you know it's just un, unexpected you know and ipad playing 40 minutes you know and brad arthur you know um is he going to regret what he's done this week you know well, i think personally he will um, and I think, uh, you know, I think the Knights will personally regret what they did this week with the people they rested and, you know, taking, you know, Ponger and Pierce off while they were getting absolutely hammered and playing like shit, you know, like you, you just see, and look at the way the Titans went in, they were fighting for a top eight spot. They went and put a big, big score on a team and gave them an absolute whooping. And I think that that kind of momentum is going to benefit them. Um, you know, you listen to Adam O'Brien going, we're flying into finals. If you look at the Knights and thinking they're flying, you're kidding yourself. But look, um, 12.72, I think this week, personally, let's have a look at what I think par is going to be. I think that the par this week will be about 12.70. You know what I've got? I think I've got right on the par which I think is probably okay, you know, considering I only had 13 players, um, you know, um, it's, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not unhappy with it, you know, um, looks like the leader, Viliami, congratulations, mate, I think you're, you're dead set, have taken out the title, and I should say congratulations on an absolutely fabulous year to a good bloke, 
um, who deserves the winning held. He's been in the lead since like round 18. He had a, a nice lead going into the, the final round and he's had a good round. He got a 12.65, which is lower than what I've got. You know, I mean, he had 17 players. Um, so, you know, um, I think 12.70 is, is, is going to be par. I mean, maybe if, it, if, it, if it's just a little tick above par, I might go up four spots if there's people above me that have had a whole bunch of shit happen to them, you know. Um, but it's not going to be a... You know, if I put in a, I see some some people in in, in comps I'm in that are on fourteen hundred, fifteen hundred, because they obviously had better numbers. You know, so um, it's going to be an interesting watch because I know that there was a lot of people above, you know, that me on the ladder that were going in with really light numbers. Um, and look, you know, I don't know. I think for thirteen, I'm nearly, and getting twelve seventy two. You know, nearly averaging a hundred a player. You know, <laughs> how can you be upset with that? I mean, it's all thanks to Turbo and, and having him as captain, which if you didn't do that and you were doing all Hail Marys to try to win your head-to-heads and that, and it sucks to be you because, you know, there's one and only rule now in Supercoach, it seems, and that is you just pick and captain Turbo every bloody week. Um, yeah, so I think, you know, it'll be interesting to see how and where it washes up, um, you know, uh, whether I go up or, or whether I you know, get into the drumstick keyring region or whether I lose some red, ar- you know, get some red arrows and don't finish quite as high as I, I would have liked. Um, you know, so it's a bit of an anticlimactic finish to the year for me. I mean, I was like storming in, you know, from a couple of thousand out and looking to try to get into the top 500 and I didn't play with seven. I think I got just on 17 last week, didn't I? And then into a 13 this week, just with mass, mass carnage resting is, is, is hard to take. Um, all right, the Turbo Sammy's Cup. So I was up against the SC Spy from Playbook. Um, he he was in the top 200 going into this round. He's had an absolute monster round of 1,551. Um, he has had a superb year. And congratulations goes out to you, Spy, um, for your win. Um, he's just had some amazing scores in there. You know, Tedesco, 108, and Harry Graham, 105. Brian Toto, 164. Um, you know, today he, he copped a bit of the old Ewan Aiken injury and Nofaluma had a stinker, you know. So there was, wasn't everything that went right for him, but a 1551 should see him go nicely up on the ladder. He's a worthy, worthy winner of the Turbos Hammy's Cup. He's, he, he, you listen to, to um, the spy on the SD Playbook podcast. He plays a nice conservative game. He makes sure that he doesn't have lots of, um, you know, uh, nuffs and stuff like that in there and he, he you know he's a really smart brain when it comes to super coach so um congratulations goes out to you spy for the win um let's move on the talking points i think from the final round um look to me uh, you know pap a couple of weeks ago i was like i think paps might be back then he looked a little bit lacking in confidence the week after but i think you know bellamy has just put pressed the trigger at the right time and he looked really good this week you know look the best he's had since he came back um got a really nice score in there and i'm sure that that's going to be the way that they go about it in the in the final series wouldn't you think yeah i think they will um yeah so um look i'm i'm tipping now that the knights are going to get done by at least 30 points next week you know they were absolutely getting toweled up in this game you know um with Ponga and Pierce on the field, I know they rested a bunch of troops. And you know, Adam, look, of of all the teams in the top eight, I think the Knights look like. I mean, it really should be a top six. You know, most probably this year, if you look at you know, the two down the bottom, are just making up numbers. But 
you know, the Knights looked like absolute shit um, in that game. Uh, they got f- beaten by the Broncos, who have had a pretty tidy old end to the year, I think. Um, even games that they've lost, but they've they've been in. Um, the Knights look shit out there with Pong. You know, they said that they wanted Ponga and Pierce to play um, to work a little bit on their, you know, their flow and a bit of their continuity on field but it looked anything but that they looked terrible out there they look worse and you know the Knights actually even got better and came back into the game once Pierce and Ponga went off so uh, you know uh, Adam O'Brien you're rolling the dice with resting him just because you couldn't go up or down on the ladder but I think every single troop should have been on deck today you should have actually been trying to go into the final round with good form but I think you went in with a halfback and a fullback who are out of form, and you go in and going in with a team that's out of form into the finals. And look, Parramatta, um, they did do the old big old rest for everyone as well. Um, they could probably afford to do that more. Um, but there is always questions on them as well with, you know, that win over Melbourne and then resting, you know, the whole bloody team. Um, we'll have to see how they go. But I just think, um, you know, if... If um, Parramatta comes out anything close, 75% of what they played against Melbourne, you know, the week before, they're going to beat the Knights by 30 plus, 30 plus. The Knights, you know, stink. Um, and yeah, I don't, I don't, just watching them run out this week with the way they did, I was just like, wow, 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 wow. Um, look, your turbo just the record. You know, next year he's going to cost 1.3, you know, he's going to cost an absolute mozza, millions, uh, you know, of dollars. Um, But he's got to be your first pick, hasn't he? You know, like next year, if you've got a player who can score 200 nearly every week, how many tons is Turbo? He's broken his own record again, you know, this this year, you know, a second time. The, the, The statistics means that you, next year, if you can't afford and you try to stack your team you know more full more full with other players middies and people at a better price you know you're going to lose you're gonna lose (laughs) because turbo is gonna go out and he's gonna bang out 200s and if people are captaining him like you know that's the number one rule you're gonna get 400 point turbo scorers and if you you know you might have a cleary who gets 100 but you're still you're still down 200 points you know so um, this year he's just had an amazing year, you know, hundreds everywhere, 116, 118, 119, 159, 249, 244, you know, 226, 179, 170. And when he has a bad game, it's 95 or 87, you know, like he is going to cost a fortune next year, but you have to have him. I think you have to have him and you can just captain him every week. He's a set and forget captain. Um, you know, and, and he's got through the whole year. looks like, um, you know, health, healthily. So, you know, for me, uh, even if it means that I can't go, you know, turbo and Cleary, I've got to pick one or the other. It's a, it's 100% going to be turbo. You know, I would give up a Cleary, you know, ideally I would start with both of them. You know, I, I think if you have two gun fullbacks, uh, and Cleary, you know, you're you're giving yourself the potential to get the the people that are going to average 100 plus, you know, for the year. Um, you know, this year the dead positions, I'd, I'd I'd just as soon go two cheap um hookers and two cheap front rowers, and you know, try to find my money that way. But you you absolutely have to start with Turbo. You know, he is an absolute weapon. Um, part of probably try the year, definitely try of the year this year with the manly team at the end of that game. Uh, amazing. Um. 
What else have we got? Look, Hass was injured. He looks like he's got the syndesmosis. Obviously, he's going to be right, you think, for, for the start of next year. He had a really good end of the year, um, but he's injured. Um, Sam Walker. I mean, he, a lot of people would have been getting other NPR scores, but they should have got Sam Walker with four points because that pass when he came on in the last five minutes, that ricocheted off for the try. I mean, it's either a try assist or a try contribution. It's got to be points. Can't be a zero. But, um, oh, shit playing my song again there you go what's going on with sam walker he came on the field and it's got to be at least a try contribution i disagree with it absolutely disgraceful scoring in supercoach sorry i accidentally pressed that button but um yeah so anyway um yeah, the, the updates, mate. It just seems like a pattern. Every time I wait for the first update, I know I'm going to get low-balled. You know, with the updates, they're always low and everyone's going down. And, you know, it looks like it's just, you know, someone must be looking up match center and just changing it like that. You know, like it's always low. It's always a skint uh, update. The second one is low-ish, but not as bad as the first one. And then when you get the Sunday ones, mate, isn't it? It's like Christmas time, you know? <laughs> You get these Sunday updates and you just have these wild, wild swings up, usually. Um, just fishy as fuck to me. Fishy, fishy, fishy. But anyway, we're going to finish off the year with, you know, Kaido conspiracies. I don't know. Um, look, someone asked an interesting question to me during the round. They were pissed off, you know, because they had, um, you know, Lodge. And they were like, you know, um, are there players that you just can't have anymore? Is, is you know, and and is Lodge one of them? You know, and um, you know that's a, a reasonable question. I think you know Lodge got a shit score this week. What was it? You know, he's sitting on um, twenty six, and he's actually had a great year when he's you know for the Broncos. And then when scoring wise, when he went over to the Warriors, but the amount of suspensions he gets and and the send offs and and all of that, he's a bit of a liability. You know, like and obviously the price was right this year for bring him into your team but next year at the price you wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot pole you know um there's other players in there uh, when i think about it you know like radley he's not even really what you'd call a super coach type player you know a lot of people fall into the trap of uh radley you know if he's playing good minutes and he's doing a little bit of ball playing um but he's never quite there in super coach if you know what i mean like he's there's there's far 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 better options out there and you know, uh, Victor has been a, f- you know, he, it's been inflicted on Victor this year, be- you know, a bit of suspension because of his rap sheet, you know, and next year he'll probably be at the right price, you know, uh, I think for people to probably take a punt on him again, um, f- you know, for those mediocre scores most of the time and the occasional good one, but with the suspensions as well. Um, Jack Hetherington, he was cheap. A lot of people started with him this year, but surely... You can't go there again. He's probably, I don't know what his price is, you know, but oh, no, you wouldn't. Um, you know, Latrell, he's had, had a fine year, you know, but Latrell, he's, but he's the most suspended player weeks-wise for the whole year, um, you know, and I think that there's probably everyone had the premium, most people would have had the premium fullback, one of the combos, uh, but, you know, that's sort of the death of the pod in fullback, really, you know, especially when, you know, Latrell is, you know, he can turn up and, He's just so suspended, you know, that risk. But next year is going to be interesting because, you know, he probably has that um, risk of suspension, but he's going to surely goal kick, isn't he, with Reynolds gone. So goal kicking fullback 
Luttrell. Um, interesting, you know, but I just don't know with the old suspensions. Um, you know, Angus Crichton's a fine, fine player. He went out and got a good score this week when he came back, but he did spend, you know, near on 10 weeks suspended this year. And he sort of toes the line, I guess, um, you know, a lot of the time. And, you know, I, I'm sure you'd still have him, though, because he's just, I don't I don't know, I think he might have just been unlucky at times. Uh, around Origin and Magic Round, and then I thought he was dudded uh, with that late shot, you know. So maybe... Maybe I'd, I'd still give him a chance. Ravalawa, he, he's quite suspended too for a winger. Not, but he can score all right too. So for a pod, but yeah, I don't think you could have him anymore. Um, you know, and and another, it got me thinking as well. I guess about players that are have multiple risks. You know, like um, Maddo is not afraid of a suspension. He's not afraid of a, the old HIA every now and then. Um, and he's even, you know, the minutes haven't been there. You know, so. Do you put a line through owning Maddo next year? You know, because there, I think, you know, if you can pick a an 80-minute player in second row, you know, like a Curran-type job, you know, even if he's cost the same price as Maddo, you know, would you prefer to just take someone who, you know, is going to get the, the minutes, you know, and who is a little bit more durable? You know, I don't know. But just worth the questions, you know, I think. Um, it's been a hard old year with, you know, a lot of the fullbacks haven't played a full year at all, you know, um, and, and you play a little bit of the old fullback roulette, but things to think about, I guess, for, for the next year. Um, all right, let's go into the scores for the final round of the year. Um, PS, I hope you had, I hope you had success out there, people. Um, you know, poor old Ado with his 13 is not going to win any of his grand finals. Fuck. But I'm in a lot of cashies and I'll probably get some runner-up prizes and I'll probably get some minor premiers and, you know, I've done, I'll, so I'll get out of it okay. Um, I know in the Turbos Hammies we have, you know, a runner-up, so I'll at least get, get in the cash. Get the, get the cash. Um, but yeah, we'll go through the scores for the final round, the people that were good, bad and ugly. Um... Just nice and quick. Teddy, you know, Teddy, I think, had a really good year. Um, he was, I don't know, I guess I f- felt like he was a bit quiet at the start of the year. And um, I think with all the with every number that they lost, um, the poor old Roosters, um, Teddy has just got better and better and better. And just, he's in everything. 108, good score. Angus back from suspension for the final round. You know, 78, good score. Thanks, mate. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that would have had um, Takiyaho. You got a 72 this week, and you know, Barnsley from the old um, All Stars said, you know, that he thought that he would build in minutes as the year went on, and and that that that's happened. You know, so 72 is a good score. Um, like I said at the top of the show, I think Pap was looking the best he's looked since he came back. 131, um, a really good score. Um, Harry Grant, what a weapon. You know, if you're looking for a premium um, hooker next year, I think it's Harry Grant. You know, even if you go rookie, you know, cheapy, cheapy, um, and and a Harry Grant to start the year, I think you just, you know, don't put a reserve on your, um, on your cheapy and hope that they make enough money to upgrade later on, and you couldn't go wrong starting with Harry Grant. Um, and, you know, like if he keeps starting off, the, well, actually, it's all finished now, isn't it? He, he won't be too expensive, you know. Um, for you, maybe, you know, for, as a starting price um, for a premium. Um, let's go. Who else? Uh, Toto was absolutely outstanding. What a weapon. It was funny. We are in this, I was in the chat with the people in the Turbo Sammy's Cup and we were sort of talking, um, if you have to start next year, would you start with Toto or Garrick? You know, Garrick is obviously going to still be there and have the Tommy Turbo effect. He kicks goals. 
um, but Tuo was a bloody weapon, you know. Um, and I'm just thinking to myself personally, you know, um, you know, Tuo gets you 70 as a low, and he gets you this 100, you know, 100, not not usually this. This is definitely his highest score of the year. 100 is, you know, he gets 70 to 100 is his range, you know. Um, Gary can go big too, we know, but he can also go low, you know, and especially if Tommy Turbo is out, um, you know, you can get 20s and 30s out of him. So you can just put Toro in your team and you never have to look at him again, you know, and you never have to feel bad ever owning Toro. So, you know, um, I think probably if I had to pick out of the two to start next year, I'd probably start with Toro, but 164 was an absolute bloody outstanding, um, captain score. Uh, and a lot of people would have looped him, you know, um, so, yeah, I mean, nice update that came through today for um, Turbo. So that I'm sure that the total, um loopers will be feeling that. Uh, look, you know, Appy's had a terrible, terrible year, but 93 is a good score. Um, Cleary with an 89, um, you know, a tiny bit low, but, you know, the, the Panthers are warming up nicely as a team and does what he needs to do. Um, and, you know, who's going to be cranky at an 89? Um you know, we talk about the people that you want to own to start the year next year. Um, you know, I think if you think about people that are going to average over 100 for the year, um, it's going to be Turbo and Cleary that you can just, you just know it. You know they'll average over 100 next year. Um, Luai, you know, for poor old Luai owners, um, you know, he's obviously, how much would you love having Cleary back in your team, you know, and he's showing that. He, he's, he did look a little bit more dynamic in that game and ran around a bit. You know, 96 was a really good score. Um, Burton has been almost one of the buy of the year, hasn't he? You know, like you pick him uh, as a jewel in the halves. He plays in the centers. Um, he's got over for a lot of big scores. And, um, you know, final round of the super coach for the year, he would have got owners at 84, which I think is a really good score. Um, the MILF. I <laughs> uh, love it. came up on Fox Sports, you know, um, M- MILF's. You know, the best times he's ever got three tri-assists or most tri-assists in games. And it's always round 25. It's like he's trying to do something to try to beg <laughs> for them to just give him another go the year after. But look, he's finished up at the Broncos in style. Um, he got a good score last week too, but 100 is pretty good. Um, I still don't think the Broncos are going to regret um, getting rid of Anthony Milford because I don't think he was ever going to be consistent there. Um, look, I think he would have probably played... You know. I think that if Anthony Milford would have never become the Anthony Milford, Milford that he came, became at the Broncos if he had an Adam Reynolds there as his, as his halfback for the whole time, if you know what I mean. So he's been a victim of having shit halves there. Um, and look, I think he's going to go to uh, the Rabbitohs and, and hopefully have a resurgence. And I think he'll, you know, it'll be a good move for both of them. But look, he's finished off in style, 100 for Milf. Um, Turbo, 229. <laughs> Another record in Supercoach. Just thanks very much to finish off the year. Amazing. Uh, DCE 142. He, he's he been a really good, good uh, you know, good good Supercoach player this year. Um, you know, I don't know if he's... I don't, I'll, I'll have a look at... Well, yeah, I'll have a look and see how he, he ranks, you know, compared to Cleary because he's quite durable too. Um, DCE, and as we know from Tim Moody, one of the great moves he did was skipping a Burton and going to DCE, you know, he went on that huge run, but he's had a really good, yeah, so he's going to finish, you know, 20, 20 points average behind Nathan Cleary, which shows just how much of a weapon, you know, Nathan Cleary is, <laughs> you know, first million dollar player, you know, Nathan Cleary, um, you know, and, but it's been a really fine year, you know, in the last three weeks, for instance, 
um, you know, clearly uh, DC has averaged over 104, you know, so um, he's had a fine year, you know, it's been, he's been a pleasure to own, you know, um, uh, DC, and he did he did clean up this week with a 142. Garrick, 125, another good score for him. Uh, wasn't superb last week because he was out of the tries, but how good was that play on the final play? He just didn't give up on the ball. You thought he was just going to run it dead, and it was easily try of the year. Um, <laughs> and, you know, that was it. It was a try to turbo to finish it off. So um, another good score by Garrick, and he's just been one of the absolute, you know, uh, dynamic, beautiful, wonderful things that Supercoach gives you, starting at 360k, you know, and, um, wow, he's easily going to be the highest scoring center wing, you know, for the year. Uh, Gerbo, <laughs> I just thought I'd make a mention of Gerbo, because he used to be a force in Supercoach, and a couple of pies for him this week, 91, good. Uh, Campbell Graham, um, he he was pr- pretty much one of the only named, you know, proper name players for South. Got an eighty-two, was it? Um, Jaden Campbell, who's who's a good young player, um, had a good good game today for the Titans in fullback. Um, I don't know what he got. What did he get? Hundred? Did he get a ton? I don't know. Anyway, he got a good score. Um, Fifi Fafita with a um, with an eighty six, um, you know. Hopefully, updates a little bit. I mean, I think that's low, low really. I guess in a way for two tries, um, and you know, it hasn't been. He didn't finish the year the way he started the year, did he? Uh, and obviously, coming off the bench as well. Now, you know, um, how confident are you just to, to, you know to to have him in your team next year? Um, you've got to have some sort of you know apprehension and. What's his price? You know, like he's going to start way overpriced for what his output was towards the end of this year. Um, at the 500k that... No, he's 533. So you're going to be tempted by him again, aren't you, next year? Um, let's see what happens off the in the off-season. And is he going to start from the bench? And is he going to start with a bit of energy? But wow, there's some things to be concerned about. Um, but yeah, and today, you know, two tries and 80. There's not much outside of the bloody tries, is there? Um, look, the bad, Tupu, 37, uh, you know, he's been good without being great this year, um, you know, that Hutchinson takes all the glory on the inside of him and just runs and runs and runs, a lot of people are like, oh, Hutchinson's having a good year and he's been, he's a real steadying force for the Roosters, well, when they come up against the good teams, they're just going to run up and absolutely smash Hutchinson, because you every time you watch him, you know exactly what he's going to do. He's not going to pass, and that's affected, you know, Tupu, uh, and the center, and, you know, is a hog as well, Kieran. So, you know, you got Hutchinson to Kieran. I'm surprised that he doesn't catch a cold out there every week, Tupu. It's just his run-back meters that he gets his points from, and the occasional try when, you know, they get those shit passes from Kieran or Hutchinson when they're going down in a tackle and finally decide to pass him the ball. Um, Tupanua, 41. It's okay without being great. Rapana, um, back to the wing, you know, so not not ideal. 41, and the Raiders were terrible and got knocked out. Didn't deserve to be in the finals this year, Raiders. Uh, Holmes, the 43. Um, you know, he's relatively owned, you know, and it was an okay score, but... Um, he's he's not much of a prospect 
be playing in centers, is he? Um, Schuster, 39, you know, he was a lot more consistent um, for scoring earlier in the year, and he's just sort of dropped off a little bit, I think. Um, you know, I think Manly's going so good. There's a lot of, you know, Kieran Foran's having a great year, and he's getting his hands on the ball more. Um, DC is controlling things very well. Um, and there's not as much for Schuster out there. He's just been a little bit quiet to finish off the year. Um, but he was a good cheapie. Um, Bloor with a 36. He was on 46 or 50. He's moving up towards 50. Um, you know, and he was going to be that cheapie that lived on, you know, and finished the year in style. But that sin bin, mate, was absolutely a joke. An absolute joke. Down to 36, which is f- didn't help me on my little lean week, did it? Um, now, the, the ugly. It's... You wouldn't say it's ugly that Sam Walker got zero because he does he come up as a did not play, and and that's going to help people who who would have got his AE got them got him as your AE, but he should have had some points because there was definitely a try contribution there at minimum. Um, Capewell thirty was was pretty shit, you know, for someone playing, you know, pretty good minutes in there in the second row. I think he could be a possibility next year when he plays for the Broncos because he's going to play big minutes. I think over there. Um, you know, being an origin forward is what they need and, and a big signing for them. Um, and he's going to, the price is going to be right. Um, Ponga, 41, um, you know, they took him off five minutes into the second half and, you know, he looked okay, sort of okay. Um, he has had a real come from post origin. It's just not been, Ponga is a tier below. He's, he's not top tier fullback anymore. Um, we knew that without the goals, he'd have to really be on song for him to be still called a premium fullback option. Um, but he's not. You know, oh, I don't think he is now. And I think um, he's almost on a, you know, you can't, you can you do the old yin and yang. You can go Ponga or, or a Luttrell. Um, but next year, I, I have no doubt that Luttrell will outscore Ponga for average um, goal kicking. Um, because Ponga, he's, uh, he, with the injury and with the way that they're playing, um, he he has the ball in his hands at least 60% less than he should. You know, like, it's it's just baffles me. Um, and 41, they took him off at half time. The Knights were going absolutely like a busted. And I think they're going to get absolutely bloody rolled hard next week. Um, Hass, unfortunately, did the syndesmosis in 19. Um, you know, he's very highly owned, and we all would have suffered the poor old loss from Hass. Um, but it was a bad score, and it came for you know came out of nowhere. Um, Saab, 39 with a try. <laughs> very Saab-like, isn't it? Um, I would have thought with a try. Um, with a try, maybe hopefully you get to 50. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I put Lolo, 43. I put him up in the bad, not the ugly. It was probably okay just... Uh, Lodge 26 of these olds into the bin and it's no good. And I don't know if you can own him again and not at his price that he's at. Um, because, you know, if he was at the price that he's at um, and less risk, you know, like there's not like AFB, for instance, will probably be at the, about the same price, probably has more scoring potential um, and does come with a lower risk, I think, of suspension than Lodge, who's an absolute bloody thug. Um AFB was a bit quiet, and the, and the, the Warriors were so shit today um, to, to finish off the year. Um, and AFB, 38, was very, you know, since he's come back, that's like probably his lowest score. Um, Walsh, 20, poo. Um, Aitken got injured, and he was a 12. And Tino, um, you know, we'll talk about him later on, but, you know, he's not a super coach player. No, you know, like it was... 
when he was at the Melbourne Storm, there was tries. You know, he's being pulled over for tries, and he doesn't get that where he is now. And for someone who doesn't really have an offload, who doesn't have a fend, and is not really a tackle breaker, he's he's a non-event when it comes to Super Coach. Um, thirty-nine. Um, look, uh, you know, we're going to finish off the show. This is, I mean, uh, I've got some questions. You know, I opened a little forum on WhatsApp with some people that I talked to. And so just firing any questions that you wanted to ask me, NRL or Supercoach related. Um, then I'll finish the show with them because obviously I don't have a guest on tonight. Um, I was hoping to get the old Tim Moody, the, the coach of Viliami, the legend, the champion. Congratulations, mate, on the old Supercoach win um, on. But he did. He's a Supercoach experience host, co-host, and he loves the boys and he wants to give them his first uh, interview and and they deserve to have that as the first interview um, after he takes out the title so um, look I might do one more show where I just you know I do the Ado interview with um, with the winner and Viliami because I always wanted to have him on at a point in this year and just never got to it um, and look you can guarantee that I won't ask him any questions really that anyone else you know <laughs> on any other podcast has asked him because I'm a little quirky um, but, you know, here are the questions that I got, um, into the WhatsApp, you know, uh, in relation to, um, you know, the question, super coach new, uh, you know, the NRL, whatever you want to ask me, ask away, uh, and I'll, I'll answer your questions to finish off the show for the year. But, um, let's, let's fire away at the first question. All right. The first one is, uh, who are going to be my first three buyers next year? Um, you know, as I discussed in the in the pod to start with, it's going to be Turbo. You know, you have to start with Turbo. And look, I, I don't know, Supercoach, maybe they put the, the um, you know, the salary cap up. Um, maybe they don't, but um, I don't care. I'm not going to start and play one single round without Turbo if he's, you know, playing a game of football. Um, you know, and my second pick is Cleary, you know, um... I think he's going to like this year average over a hundred. I think he's taking his game to the new to a new level. I think the new game suits him perfectly, um, and he's in a he's in a you know fire team. You know they may not win the premiership this year. They may may do, um, but he is he he is some sort of player. And you know I want to start with you know, build my team around those two. You can't go wrong. Um, look, but like I said, if 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 I cannot afford to do. Um, you know, buy the players, you know, buy those two. I, out of the two, I would leave Cleary out before I would leave out uh, Turbo. But look, Cleary did get over a million dollars, but he's finished off the year, you know, 800000 But that average, you know, could have him at a real high price next year. And you might have to make decisions. Um, look, there's, I've got two names that are going to be my third in um, to pick. Um, it's going to be Grant or Paps. Um, look, it's a, a real dead position, the old dummy half. And you know, you can see this week with Grant goes out and gets a ton. Um, he is just the best, far and away the best hooker in the comp, in my opinion, and certainly super coach wise is the best. Um, look, Paps, you know, um, he's going to finish at 700s. His average is actually going to be really good too, so he might not be as cheap as we all hoped um, to start next year. But like I said, I think the strategy, you know, last year um, there were players who paid $600, 600 grand to start with Nofo because they just knew the pedigree and, and, and were willing to run in with him. You know, you could start next year and go, you know, Turbo and Paps in your fullback. You could go To'o and Garrick as your two and, and make the rest cheapies. Go with, uh, you know, 
two cheapy hookers, two cheapy front rows, and you know, like you could just build it around with cheapies and middies, every other player, uh, except you go, you know, your spine positions, the ones that can go the big hundreds, you know, you go a couple of center winger premiums, some fullback premiums, and you go premiums in the halves. You know, that could be the strategy for next year. But um, look, I'll be building team when the team picker comes out. I'll be I'll be sliding in Turbo and Cleary and Paps and Grant. Um, there probably could be maybe, you know, the, the most premium I start with. You know, that could be my first four. Um, and then I build around that. I think there's going to be some value in there um, next year that you can use. Um, but those will be my top three, you know, first picked. Um, who do I want uh, next year that I didn't have this year? I never owned Harry Grant, and I really found um, Hooker to be a pain in the ass. Um, you know, I, look, I, I, I took a punt on Cook when he was going real shithouse, um, and he did average really well in the year. Um, we'll go through those when I talk about answer one of the other questions. You know, um, I went with Cook instead, and, um, you know, I think Harry has outperformed him, but, but not as many as we thought. Uh, and next year, you know, this year I had multiple, multiple hookers you know and it's a place that you know you really need to set and forget bloody premium that you can put in there you know instead of you know having Braley for his 30s and 40s has really killed you know and um you know I got lucky with getting Cook at the right time where he was scoring better than that and doing better scores but I you know the Watson and Braley got tired really early this year and I didn't own Grant and and next year I'm going to make it a priority to have him and obviously he's got to be fit uh, and hopefully he starts the year with fitness, but you'll obviously have to see the team news and the trials and all, you know. But if he's fit, um, he's one hell of a, a hell of a hooker in a, in super coach in a dead dead position. Um, next question. Sorry, I'm just you know I screenshotted a lot of these questions and just jotted them down real messily. Uh, who did I have the? Oh, so who that was? Who didn't I have that I do want? Who did I have this year that I don't want next year? Um, look, I'm going to have to say, I, I had Tino this year, and I did offload him once. I was like, mate, he's a dud, um, and I won't ever own him again. I mean, and, and I probably put Tapao in there as well. You know, I, in the front row, you can just get, you know, I mean, players like Utikamano have more to their game. They're a try-scoring front rower, you know, and I know his price is going to be high next year but i just think getting 50s in the front row it's going to be fine and maybe next year that is the strategy you know will Payne Huss start the year um just go to cheapies that can get 50 because you don't need to get people like the power who when they're not offloading their 40s and 50s and i had i got stuck with to power once rcg was out and um i had to just ride to power home every week getting 40s and, and i'm not gonna own him next year i just as soon have you know, we were cheapies in there, and if I'd have just stuck with bloody Utikamana, I would have had a bloody 80 a- averaging front rower at the end of the year, you know, so I just think these, the non-supercoach friendly ones, you know, if both, both um, Tapao and, and um, Tino, they'll just do runs and get past 88 meters, you know, because they're not offloading, and they're not, you know, really tackle breaking, so, um, and look, I have question marks on David Fafita, I know he's going to probably finish in the you know, start next year around in the 500 somewhere, and he might be an option. And hopefully, over the off season, he you know gets looks fitter and gets a bit more motivated. I mean, look, the way he started the year was just amazing, you know. But um, he he didn't contain, he didn't keep it going, and I think he's really, you know, 
the way coaches had to you know change it all around with him shows that it's he's been a hard he's been as hard for coach to own as he has been for us in super coach um i think that there's going to be better value for people um next year in the second row um if Fafida is starting from the bench you know and playing 55 60 minutes you know the thing is with david is that he scored 16 tries this year you know like that's up there with the wingers you know it's it's amazing um you know it's going to be hard to pass up because he just has so much upside um and look you know today was 80 something but um what happens if next year um you know the teams put a little bit more pressure on him and he doesn't score as many like imagine this year um david if he scored 10 tries or eight tries you know so i'm not going to say that i won't own him next year i probably will but you know but to and um tino no way um one must have for next year is is turbo everyone should know that um one must not next year um look i, I know it's probably controversial but i mean I, i'm going to say ponga um I think that Ponga, without the goal kicking, um, he's, he's hit a bit of a rut, you know, and um, he, like I said, I think he's a t- he's tier two in fullback. Um, I, I rode him home and he's probably my biggest regret of the year just with the scores that came out of him. Um, I think he was a bit injured. Um, I think that there's too many, um, you know, with Pierce and, and that, oh, what's his name, the six. They're just so bad, so bad, and he has taken away from, um, you know, Ponga, and uh, you know, you've, you've taken a, taken away from uh, Bradman Best as well, you know. So uh, I just don't think you can you can't start the year with Ponga next year, not until you see improvement. Um, and can he get back up to being, you know, rivaling? T- you know, I think that the f- the 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 fullbacks are going to be, um, you know, they're going to be. Turbo is a must-have, and you know Teddy slash Pappenhausen because there's no Heinz there next year. There's going to be Teddy Paps, you know, um, definitely Turbo. You could take a little flyer on Latrell if he's kicking goals, but he, there is a risk of him in suspension. Um, but I just think that they're above. You know, I would not be going anywhere near Ponga next year. Not I, I personally won't be. I'm answering this as me, so. Um, name five on my radar for next year. Um, look, Pappenhausen definitely is on my ra- radar. I mean, he did cop that heavy knock, and before the the knock, and he was just one of he was near the best player in the game. You know, to start the year and next year. Look, I think um, Melbourne will just kick on like they did, and Paps will be back to playing eighty, um, and he'll be at the back of a full strength Melbourne. Um, you know, and look. In the, you know, he he's he's a nine hundred k, you know, at his best fullback, um, and he's going to come at a at a at a cheap cheaper cost. Look, Liam Martin is someone who injured, interests me because obviously Capewell's going, and I think that they both took away from each other this year a little bit, um, and you know next year Capewell's gone to the Broncos, so I think Liam Martin represented uh, Origin this year had a fine year. Uh, look, did being a great team man you know obviously he did his role off the bench fantastically and um look i think even you saw the benefit of having kick out come off the bench as the super sub um and next year i can see liam martin playing big big minutes and he's got a super coach friendly game so he interests me um pia cora um look he had a, a bit of an inglorious old start to his career as someone who is really highly touted to be a talent um but he could be a good cheapie to start the year next year if he comes on and gets a good f- 
full off season uh, behind him because he obviously you know I think he finished in the minuses in his first game so he'll be cheap um, and you know I'm interested to you know he could be the cheapy for next year that you could just have in your in your back row um, Capewell um, I think he's it's it's an Im- I like to look at players who I think are either had less minutes which affected their average the year prior like like perhaps had those games that you know were, were less minutes um you know and martin who had a minute share coming off the bench i think next year his role is going to improve and you know i think the same applies for capewell going to the broncos um i think he's going to go there as a big dog and he's going to get better minutes um you know maybe that's not enough in the second row because um, I don't, he's definitely not going to be dual. But I mean, he's going to be in the three hundreds, you know, probably for price. So uh, he's a midi and a half. Um, McInnes, you know, um, uh, what's he going to start at next year? You know, he was came second or something in the scoring the year prior. You know, he obviously went out with the ACL. Um, he's going to play lock, so he probably will. You know, he won't play eighty minutes, but. Um, are you going to be able to pick him in hooker next year? You know, he could be a good backup hooker depending on that price. Um, you know, he's a bit of a tackle bot, but he'll make his tackles. He makes 60 of them. So, um, and he is, you know, he's always up there at about when he was a hooker um, as one of the premium hookers. So, you know, just to see if he comes at a discount, it'd be interesting to watch. I like that Nanai from um, the Cowboys. I'd be interested to see what his price is to start the year next year. Coates. Um, look, he's not showing that he's an absolute dynamo when it comes to super coach scoring, but he is going to Melbourne. Um, he They will use him. He could be a bit like Josh Adokar where there's the low ones in him and then there's the three try efforts because Melbourne are not going to waste um, coats. They're going to... Uh, attack it they're going to put up balls for him to take in the air because he's fabulous in the air and he's a great finisher on tries they're going to utilize that you know obviously um you know he had a good year this year uh, the fox uh, and i think that at the price that Coates is going to be at next year he could be a good benchy um just to have in there and play on matchups um like we do with josh adokar i think he could be just like josh adokar um whoever is going to be the south's half you know obviously we lose reynolds um, are they going to go with, um, you know, start next year with Walker and Milford? I don't know. Or is it going to be one of the youngsters? Um, I'll, I'll definitely be interested in them. I've gone way past five, haven't I? Um, but yeah, I mean, look, I just, and, and also just ceiling players. I'm going to, um, you know, who, who are the bit of people that are on my radar? Just people who are ceilings. I mean, that's why Coates interests me because he's going to probably definitely score tries more tries than, you know, the Broncos didn't utilize, him for tries like they should you know should have um and you know if the south's back line changes anything you know like they seem to have a little bit of trouble with wingers and stuff this year and maybe someone comes into it you just keep your eye out at the price out there for whoever's going to be um you know could be in the centers or whatever um because gag guy's moving on you know um in the south back line um oh this is a good question um what rule change would I change um, if I had one choice to change one? Um, I think that if I got probably I'll take it as a two parter because I, I think there's two games. You know, I think it's head to head or overall. Um, in head to head, I think that they should start um, head to heads in round one. You know, or two at the latest, so that. Um, you know, I went down in my three head-to-heads this year. So it was a bit of a, a a thorn in our sides last year in the last round, just because it's the trend. I don't think that trend is going to change for coaches to rest players in round 25. 
Um, and having a grand final in your head-to-heads in round 25 is just the balls. It's shit, and I hate it. Um, so I would just... Ch- There's nothing that... I think price changes in Supercoach should start from round one. I think they should start head-to-heads in round one. You know, that's what I think. Um, for overall, I think that, um, you know, the, the game needs to be more live. You know, um, I think the positions need to be changed all year round. You know, um, in NRL Fantasy, they do that. You know, if a player plays three games or whatever, they change and update the player positions. Um, this year, for instance, we should have had been able to, you know, put pit by Schuster and put him in our second row. He was playing second row. And they should be able, they can set up the game at the start of the year, giving everyone positions. And don't don't fool us that you can't add and change it. One, oh, sorry, guys, we can't change positions once the season has started. Well, yes, you can. You know, because the game can actually reflect the game. You know, we we play Supercoach, which is the real game. You know, we're following a game that's the NRL, and players' positions change. You know, if I've got a someone who's fullback only, and then they start playing on the wing, and they've played five games on the wing, I want to play. I, I want them to reflect in their position that I can pick them in the wing, um, and they the game should adapt. And, you know, the SuperCoach game needs to adapt, and you know. You can't obviously have players with three positions and stuff like that. And there is some speculation at the start of the year. Um, hence, we get gifts like Isaiah Yo, who was second row and center wing. Then good. It's going to work both ways. And I think that if it just reflects the truth of things better, um, that's what I would change for overall. So, yeah, you wouldn't have your Yo, you know, unless they played a number of games in center. But, you know, start them all off with one and some of them who are two that you know of that are definitely your, you know, you can education you know or if it changes and their second one is no longer center wing it's a fullback 5-8 then make the change you, you know like um there's no i can't think of a logical reason why it shouldn't be able to be changed and done you know like um you know if a player loses something then so be it i, I don't know um i guess that could piss people off but um you know if there's too many players running around who you can't pick in positions that they pl- actually play in or out in you know, and it's stupid. Um, it should reflect live change. The NRL, you know, super coach should match what the NRL is for players. Um, that's that's my answer to that. Um, what was my best and worst um, things of the year? Um, that's a good question. I mean, it's a big, long year. Um, look, I think, um, you know, probably Garrick was the player that I did get on, you know, when he was really cheap. Um, and... You know, he's just been someone that I've had in my team and haven't ever... I mean, he hasn't always scored well, but on the times that he's gone well and above what you think he was ever going to do, he's just been an absolute pleasure to own. Um, So, you know, bringing him in at the cheap price that I did and just having him for the whole year... um, you know, number one scoring average uh, center winger. Um, he's been amazing. Um, the other one was um, actually Cook. You know, um, I was the one of the ones that had the old Campbell, uh, sorry, the Watson and um, Braley combo. Um, it wasn't, oh, you know, I was getting 30s and 40s. And at the time when I went to Cook, he went 30s and 40s. And, um, you know, the, the only motivation for me to go Cook was... Um, that I know that he can go 80s and 100s, you know, whereas I didn't think that I was getting that. I mean, Watson actually had a bit of resurgence, so I started picking him at lock, but um, look, I, I did pick up Cook, and, um, you know, when I picked up Cook, um, 
What round was it? It was... Let's have a look here. When did I bring him in? Yeah, I brought Cook in in uh, round 18. He got a 44 uh, in that round, and then he went 148, uh, 56, 66, 80, 80, 76 to finish the year. Um, and look, it took a bit of courage for me to bring him in. Um, and he came in and, and um, you know, averaged, well, well that, like 70, you know, 70 plus, um, which was a good thing for me because I really um, needed it. Um, all right, what's the next question? Hang on, I'll pause for a second because I need a drink. All right, next question is, what was my favorite win in the Turbos Hammies Cup? Um... You know, I actually, you know, I mean, of course, it was fun to beat, fun to to beat Tim Moody, who's obviously, I beat the guy who won uh, Supercoach, you know, but it's probably part of a big picture that I beat every single player from the SD experience in head to head uh, in the Turbos Hammies. Um, I versed them all and I beat them all, you know, which was pretty good. Um, I beat also, you know, all the uh, SC All Stars. I beat Billy and, uh, you know, Barnsey as well, you know, which was pretty, you know, pretty cool, <laughs> um, I guess, in the uh, Turbos Hammies Cup. Um, who is my favourite Daily Telegraph person? <laughs> Good question. Um, not Rob Sutherland. Fucking idiot. Um, look, I think probably Wilson. I love the cut of his jib. I think Wilson's got some swag. <laughs> I like Wilson and probably Sangster. I mean, Sangster actually has a pretty good sense of humor, really, for all the shitty cops. <laughs> so probably one of those two, I'd say, would be my favorites from the Daily Telegraph. Um, which SC player is your um, guilty pleasure slash uh, pain? Oh, I don't even know if I understand that. Um, someone who I can't help but pick all the time. I guess maybe in the in Super Coach. Um, I don't know. I think um, I don't know. <laughs> There's no one that I think. And you know, I'll pick anyone really. Someone that I always keep making the same mis- like making a mistake on. I I don't know. I guess maybe Tapao. I've had him many times over the years. Tapao, and he's sometimes he really lets me down. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't, I just. I don't really ever write, you know, go by any particular rule. I have any player, if mathematically, if it was working out, or they're a good cheapie, or they're going to have a big price rise, um, you know, yeah. Uh, who gets the MVP podcaster for the year? Oh, that's a hard thing to answer on a, on a podcast, <laughs> isn't it? Um, look, I actually really. Think I'll give the award officially from Adrianosaurus to Joe Fitz um, from the Supercoach Champions podcast. He was an addition to the show, Wilf and um, oh Guy uh, there he, to, to make a threble, a three. Um, and he was a great team member, I think, uh, there. I think he's, he's a good foil for them on the show. And he's pretty humorous, too. I love his intros. Um, and a really good addition to a podcast team, I think. So... Um, Joe Fitz, but look, I think um, podcasters for the year, I think everyone does a great job. You know, I listen to a lot of podcasts myself personally. Um, you know, The Whisperer has really put out some good content this year for a newcomer. Um, and look, you know, I do the podcast, you know, 
on the Sunday night and maybe sometimes I do teams. I don't really post a lot to my pages and that, but um, he's really dedicated. Um, and, you know, I think he's good. Yeah, So uh, he can get an honorable mention next to Joe um, just for all of the great work. And the, the new addition, you know, for a first year, it's been a nice, strong start um, from the Whisperer. Um, I know next year he's adding in uh, the Brew as well, so this would be really good. I'm excited for next year. So, um how did you score that misses um that's obviously from somebody in the whatsapp that knows or me it was my friend on facebook and sees pictures of kimmy yes i am punching i'm definitely punching above my weight there but look back in the day when i first started dating him i guess 15 years ago i was a lot skinnier and i was younger and more juicy and i looked good she's you know aging beautifully <laughs> and she is very gorgeous she's very audrey hepburnish esque uh, Kimmy and she's beautiful. Thank you. That's how I you pigs. Uh, <laughs> um, who was my favorite guest on the show? Um, that's a really interesting one as well. I mean, I had some really good guests, and thank you to all my guests who I've had on the show. Um, look, I really enjoyed having Mikey on the show. Um, you, you know, I like Mikey's brain when it comes to Super Coach, and he just um, there's just so, those people that you know love it. You know, he just loves it, loves, love, love, loves it. And it was great to talk to um, on there. And, you know, I, I really enjoy talking to Klimi from, um, and he, he doesn't even run a podcast, but he comes on occasionally as a guest on the BG on Game Day. Um, you know, so, and I enjoy talking to him too. He's got a very good mind um, for Super Coach and he's a good communicator. So I've enjoyed it having everyone on, really. Um, and thank you to everyone that came on the show, particularly Kev, who came on a couple of times and filled in, you know, last minute for me and stuff. Kev, you're legend. Thanks for coming on. Um, who will you get on the show next year? Um, yeah, look, I mean, I'll probably go similar to, to what I did this year. I mean, I'd like to get some other different podcasts in there. I mostly get play, you know, guys from the SD Experience and BG on Game Day this year. Um, you know, I don't know. I feel kind of starstruck asking, you know, people and well-known ones from other podcasts. But look, you know, maybe we can get the Whisperer on next year and have a chat with him. I know that him and I have different opinions on Supercoach in a lot of ways, so it could be a really good chat. Um, and, you know, I don't know. I just, I, I, I fly by the seat of my pants. I'll get on whoever I, I, I want, you know, when when it's, when it's when the time suits, I'll get whoever. Um where have the stories gone? Well, you know, like I told some stories, you know, I made a lot of people laugh, and look, all the toy stories are true. Um, but, you know, I just you can't go lowbrow all the time. And, you know, I think each year I'll probably just, I'll do less of them. You know, I'll tell a story once in a while in a blue moon, and I'll try to keep it, you know. <laughs> I mean, mine is a, not a kiddies one. It's not G-rated, my podcast, but, you know, um, I'll just keep them few and far between. And, you know, Oh, I did a separate podcast, which was my last story of the year, um, you know, on the Adrian and Source on SoundCloud, which is a sad story, you know, so I have, I have an, I'm an eclectic storyteller, <laughs> but next year I'll probably just tell them, but not as many, um, and, you know, anyway, that's it. Why is, <laughs> why is everybody sponsored, um, but not you? Well, uh, I'm not really the sponsoring type, that's why, um, you know, I, <laughs> you know, I don't think I'm the sponsoring type. They're just quietly. And look, I'm not as popular as others out there because I don't really advertise and flog, flog it as much as everyone else. And, you know, um, who knows? Maybe one day I'll get sponsored. I'll tell you what, though. 
I will absolutely give it up yours to Top Sport. If they ever try to sponsor me, <laughs> they sponsor everyone except for me. But, oh, mate, I'm, I'm sick of hearing them on everyone. Oh, it's Top Sport. And just mention you heard them from us. No, Ada will never be sponsored by Top Sport. Not unless they want to sponsor me for the highest of all the Supercoach podcasts. Sponsor me for the most. <laughs> or come and get me TAB or Sportsbed or somewhere or a fine whiskey or someone. Oh, you can sponsor me. Um, but no, I don't care about sponsorships. I just do it for fun. I've got no kids. So what have I got to do? You know, I'll just do it for love. I don't need anything. Um, what does every team need positional wise? That's a long, long question. Um, I'll go nice and quick and you may not agree with me on all of them. Um, Look, the Bulldogs, um, I think they probably need a hooker or a halfback. Um, look, we know that Burton's going there, but I'm going to put a question mark there whether that's been answered because um, time will tell. You know, he's doing well in a good system over there and he looks a talent, um, but we'll wait and see when he goes over to the Bulldogs. And if he does, it's definitely going to be hooker. They need a hooker. They, they've got nothing out of there at all. Um, the Cowboys, I think they need a halfback. Um, look, you know, they get the Chad going there, but I don't know if that's the answer. I don't know if Dearden's the answer. You know, like, um, I just don't like it. It just doesn't sit. I think they're going to be one of the teams that fight it out for the spoon next year, and I don't think they've bought well in the halves. But look, um, you know, I think maybe uh, the organization you get from Chad might work. And I mean, t- the, the jury's out, but I ain't holding my breath and I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a good, um, buy Chad just quietly. Um, uh, for the Broncos, I think they need a halfback. They've definitely answered that because one of the finest halves of the comp is going over to their team. I think the, he, the, the, the Broncos had, um, improvement this year and I think, you know, um, a player of Reynolds' um, caliber in there with a lot of good youth they have, the Broncos. Um, I think Tessie New is a good up-and-coming fullback. Um, you know, I, I like a lot of the young forwards that are coming through, and you just you go on the back of Haas, you know, with, with Reynolds there. Um, maybe they could use a quality six. You know, they, do have a, they did a lot of roulette this year, um, and they've definitely answered the halfback, and if they can get a six next to him, that doesn't suck. Um, you know, there could be some improvement for the Broncos. Tigers, they need a halfback. I mean, Luke Brooks is just so underwhelming as a halfback. And, you know, I think the the problems with the Tigers are many. I could name a number of positions. Um, but I like Laurie at the back. I, I love Dewey at six. Um, you know, the nine is a bit poo. I don't know if I'm sold on Little or, um, you know, the young one looks like he could come good. But um, I think that... Brooks is just a dunce, and you know the, the longer that we wait for him to be Joey Johns, you know, like are, are we giving up soon? You know, like he's 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 not a heck of a lot better than Ash Taylor in my view. You know, um, the Dragons obviously they need a five eight. Um, you know, Hunt is is had a pretty good year in the, um, you know, in the seven. Uh, I think they've got some good young players coming through as well, but I think they need probably you know a bit of a flashy six in there. Um, who have they got? Who, who's in the nine for the Dragons at the moment? I don't know, but yeah, the Dragons had a wealth of nines at a point, but, uh, the Warriors, they need a halfback. Um, will it be answered? Yeah. Well, they've got Sean Johnson going back. I think, um, you know, Reese Walsh and Sean Johnson, they could be good improvement, you know, for the Warriors maybe next year. Um, but you know, you're not getting, you're not getting Sean Johnson at his absolute best. You're getting him in his twilight. Um, and the jury's out on whether that, you know, 
um, works for them, but, you know, <laughs> they think they knew what they needed and they bought it. Um, the Titans need a hooker. You know, they definitely need a hooker. Um, the Raiders need a halfback, and I can't see that they're buying any halfback. Um, you know, I'm a Raiders fan, and it, absolutely we need a halfback. You know, we've got nothing in the halves, because without a good half, Jack Whiten's nothing. And at the moment, we've got that means we've got nothing in the halves. You know, so you need to get a halfback. The next player, if, if we buy any player that's not a halfback, you know, Ricky needs the sack. Um, the Sharks, I think they need a 5'8". They've got Nico Hines coming. Um, you know, um, they, you know, and they've, they've bought well, I think, next year with Finucane and McInnes. And um, I think I'd like to see Kennedy stay at fullback. And I think Hines will do a fine job for them at 5'8". And I like where the Sharks are headed. Um, uh, missed out on the finals, but as a Raiders fan, I fucking hate the Sharks, so I'm glad they missed. <laughs> um, the Knights, I think the Knights, they need, um, oh, I've, I've, look, I think they need some outside backs. I don't think they have any quality in their attack. Looks to be lacking, I guess. You know, these Shibasakis and, you know, picking Kurt Mann in the center wing and that. I just, I don't know. I think for them, they need a good 5-8. I don't, really don't rate that one that came down from the Cowboys. I think he's killed Ponga, and he's killed best, um, and I think he's a bloody shit player. I don't know why they bought him, um, but so he's just a write-off for me. I don't know if he's he's had enough time in the grade to get better, and he's no good, but I think they need a quality 5-8, and they need some outside backs. Um, I know that they've just re-signed Jaden Braley, but oh, he's very no-frills in the, in the hooker position, but yeah, I don't know. I'd probably get some quality outside backs, you know, like... I don't know, buy Fergo and put him on a wing there. You know, like, it's got to be an improvement on what you got there. Um, the Eels, I think they need some centers, you know. Like, you got Wanga Blake there, and, you know, this year they've had some Opochech, and I think that Will Penasini is pretty good, actually. Maybe stick with him. Um, and so they probably need a winger or something, you know. Sivo, you know, I don't know, he, he's okay. You'd have to have him in there, wouldn't you, still? But um, I think they should probably get some outside backs. Um... The Roosters, I think they, oh, I mean, you know, I think they need a hooker. I don't think that Sam Verrills is very good. You know, I think he's okay. I think he's serviceable. Um, you know, they used to have Jake Friend in there and, um, you know, I'd be in the market for a, a really good, um, you know, a really good hooker. I know that they probably love Verrills in there. I don't know, but the Tigers, oh, they brought that um, Hastings, hasn't they, have they, from overseas to come back. You know, do you think he'll play in, in the halves and play with um, Dewey, you know, maybe. Um, Manly, um, they need a hooker, you know. they. I, I like Cade Cuss personally. I don't know if he's ideally suited to being a hooker. I think he's in the halves or six. Um, and I know that they had that one that did the old knifey-knifey and he's in a bit of trouble. And he's, Fainu is a great hooker. Um, look, you know, Lachlan what's his name uh has done a croaker has done a pretty serviceable job out of there but um i think that could be the missing piece is a top tier quality hooker um you know the rabbitos obviously need a halfback they're going to probably fill it with youth if you're going to be letting an adam reynolds go um and time will tell whether that works or not um the worst thing the best thing about adam reynolds is is obviously he's got a fabulous kicking game um and he obviously brings out the best in cody walker so uh, hopefully they've got someone there that brings out the best in cody walker replacing reynolds uh, i don't know you know taft or i don't know who they're going with um but that's their need um panthers i think the panthers could use maybe a center 
you know, a good good solid center. Um it's Crichton there, I think, and um yeah, I don't know. I just think they're a pretty good team all all round. Um, the Storm again. It's hard to pick what they would need. Do they need anything? I don't know. I think maybe a second row, a good quality line running second rower. I mean, I think Felice Kafusi is a bum, and I think he's you know, getting worse as every year gets on. You know, as a player. Um, and you know, I don't mind that Tepo Moroa who's come back from. You know, what did, where? Where did he go? Union. I think he's pretty good. Pros- you know, good player. Um, and I don't know. I just think maybe who, who else plays in this? second row, you know, like, make Nelson, <laughs> you know, I don't know, who do they pick, but I think um, they've got some okay no-frills players that they plug in there, Chris Lewis or whatever and stuff, and um, I just think they could get a top-tier quality second rower, like, who, get, buy Tarek Sims, he'd be a great buy, you know, like, get him, Tarek could go to Melbourne, wouldn't he, for a cut, a pay cut, and just be an awesome second rower for the Melbourne Storm and win a premiership, <laughs> Anyway, that's it for the questions for the week. It's the show. Um, you know, it's the final round of Supercoach. Um, you know, a bit of a deflating one for me with 13 um, numbers. Um, and, you know, hopefully I don't lose too much in the way of rounds. I rank, so hopefully I go up a couple and get into the key ring, you know. But um, time will tell. We'll have to wait and see how, um, you know, it all washes up when the lockout's done. Um yeah, I hope you all had a good year and you won your comps and you have a good finish overall, your best year yet. Um, I'll probably do a little bit of BBL stuff. I play play BBL as well um, in Supercoach and I'm really good at it too, a top 30 or something last year. Um, and I'll probably put out some content on on BBL. It's a bit of a different game to NRL Supercoach and otherwise. Uh, it'll be the preseason next year or maybe a chat with Tim over the offseason uh, about his win. Well, not really about his win. I'll just have him on and ask him... 80 type questions but um yeah thanks for listening everyone and um hopefully you know you had a good finish to the year better than mine <laughs> with the numbers and uh, if you didn't hopefully you scored all right so uh thanks for listening and good luck um you know enjoy your off season and good luck for the start of next year 1272 oh with 13 players that's not bad oh Hey, there's a champion. No, I, I started again. Thanks for listening to my show. We've had a pretty good year, haven't we? Thanks to all that came on the show from all the podcasts that we listened to. It's been a great privilege of mine to have you on. Hopefully, Ado finishes around the top thousand. Oh, thanks for listening. <laughs>